Welcome to the Miracle Hotline podcast. My name is Dino Pandolfo, and I am your host. Everyone has experienced a miracle at some point in their life. Maybe you have prayed for a miracle, or maybe you are in desperate need of help. When a miracle happens, it is overwhelming, amazing, and you are so grateful for the gift God has given you. This podcast gives you the opportunity to share your miracle story so that others may believe and have hope, and it will encourage them to keep praying in difficult times. This show examines miracles. It includes first-person accounts, interviews, and investigations of the most credible and amazing miracle stories. You can tell us about your miracle by leaving a message at 412-446-0330 or visiting miraclehotline.com. We may play your message or interview you on this podcast. Okay, we have Dr. Kevin Alco here in the studio. He is a motivational speaker and author who has consulted with many NFL teams and corporations and has inspired them to great success. I've been working with Dr. Elko for many years, which has been one of the miracles in my life, when God sends me just the right person with just the right message at just the right time. And it, it even happened today. I mean, a small miracle. Dr. Elko was in, and he's talking about how to work with young people, how to inspire young people. And gosh, that's so timely for me, because I have all these teenagers and young adults in my life, and I, I don't know what to do with them. It's just... Uh, I, I could definitely use that message today. Dr. Elko, thank you for being on this podcast. Uh, your messages have been very inspirational and helpful to me over the years. And for this Miracle Hotline podcast, we're looking at extraordinary miracles, the kind that only happen once in a lifetime. And I'm just putting you on the spot here, but because you're in the studio recording anyway, so... Um, do you have any uh, miracle uh, that has happened to you that, that you could describe? Yeah, I think what we have to do, Dino, thank you for the kind <laughs> of things. Thanks for the kind of things you're saying to me. You know, thank you. And I think what we have to realize is first the, the faith around it. And when you talk about miracles, I love to study them, and it's pretty cool you're doing that. I have one that I like to talk about we're involved with right now. But I, I used to um, go and I've started doing again and studying them. And Look Magazine, which went out of business in 1971, had a documentary. And Brian Gumble was um, the MC of it, the host. It wasn't, it was pretty secular, to be honest with you. But there was some parts where you would see where it did go into different people's faith. But the one I loved, just to set up the whole thing of miracles, and you talked about something you've gone through um, where there was always, if we knew what was walking beside us, we'd never be afraid. Yeah. And I, I heard this story, Dino, where this boy uh, was in, um, he was in a Nazi concentration camp and he was starving to death. And um, these are just two I've thought about recently. He was starving to death. And every single day, he would go to this fence as a little boy. He had like rags wrapped around his feet and this girl would meet him there and throw an apple over to him. And that's how he survived. He was starved to death. And we don't know just how a little small kind act can ripple into a miracle. His mother was in another camp and she was killed. 
And after the war, he came to United States and he moved to New York City. He was going to be killed himself in a Nazi concentration camp and the war ended the day before they were going to kill him. So he came to the United States and he's here working. Now he's 28 years old. Years and years have gone by and someone sets him up on a blind date. And they go to Coney Island Park on his blind date. He's on a Ferris wheel and he's talking to his brand new date. And he says to her, where are you from? You aren't from the United States? She said, no, I came over from Europe. And she said the name of the town. He said, oh, I was in a concentration camp in that town. She said, you know, that's funny. Every day I came to a wall in that camp and threw an apple over to a little boy. Oh, wow. They're married today. That's amazing. They're in their 90s. <laughs> they live in New York City. And he says, tearfully, his mother. He said, I'm sure she's walking beside me. Said, it's my mother that did it. Yeah. And wow. I do a podcast myself, and here is Little Miracles. Another one, a boy was going to a concentration camp. He was starving to death. And the German guard can tell he was starving to death. He took a potato out of his pocket and dropped it at the feet of this boy. So the boy, now an adult, says, I'm sure, in my opinion, I survived because of that potato that day. I was starved to death. He taught his son over and over about kindness and the miracle of kindness and what it can do. His son moved from Mexico City to New York City and started a company that every day he goes and reinforces kindness. It's called Kind Candy Bars. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Right. And what they do with kind bars is if you did a kind act today, Dino, and you told them about it, they'll send you a certificate for kind bars. Oh, that's They cool. send out $800,000 worth of kind candy bars every year for kind acts. And he says, you know, we are, don't be nor be an and. We are yeah. a company that we are here and we bridge the gap between cultures and we make a difference. In my own life, I was, uh, I can speak of a few times, but, and I look for them. I understand what you said once yeah. a lifetime, but I think they happen every day. Yeah. And my, um, growing up, I was just wild. And I would go see my grandmother who had like, I don't know how many grandkids, probably 20. But she spent time with me, taught me about spirituality, taught me about faith. And my father was a Marine and pretty tough guy. And I heard him crying out one day. I was young and I came, I said, why are you crying? He says, your grandmother has a rare form of leukemia and your grandmother will be dead in a week. Oh, gosh. And I go down to see her and she's playing the piano and singing. I said, what are you doing? She's playing my piano. I said, well, dad said you're going to die. She said, who told him that? I said, the doctors. She said, they're not God. I'll go when I'm ready. <laughs> she lived four and a half years. Wow. And before she died, she said, you know, I'm ready to go. Wow. So she, she chose, she and God. She chose faith. And what, yeah. there's something behind miracles. Now watch what she said. I also, I, I personally think, and I'm not the inventor of miracles, there has to be something bigger than you behind the miracle. 
There has to be somewhere where there's some lesson being taught. There's something bigger than you trying to be stirred. And, you know, what she did is they made us all sit back and look at faith and believing. And I always think when you have a miracle, something is not just happening for you. It's something much bigger. So years later, I'm at Duquesne University and I'm coaching and I want to get my doctorate in this whole idea of behavior and psychology. And I take my first test to get in. My grades are good, but they're not letting you in unless you get this score. It's the way it goes. You better, you have to have a limited, you have to have a score on your entrance exam, GREs, Miller's, and Nazareth. I wasn't even close. So I go in the chapel at Duquesne. I get on my knees and I go, if you want me to be a school teacher, I'll do it the rest of my life. I'll do it the best I can. But it looks to me that if you have something else planned for me, I need help because <laughs> I'm not doing this on my own. I took, I went down and took the test and to the score on both tests, I got the exact score I need. I got one point over on one. I got the exact wow. score on the other. And then I got a complete tuition waiver scholarship, West wow. Virginia University, all the way through. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. one. And it just taught me the power of believing in prayer. Yeah. I'm involved with something right now. There's a website, and I want you to look at it, called The Lily for the World. And The Lily for the World is a girl that got cancer. And um, her name is Lily Walker. And they found me. And they have me sending messages to her every day trying to encourage her because I wrote a book called The Sender for somebody named Chuck Pagano who had cancer. And I sent him little positive messages. He was a coach at the time of the Indianapolis Colts, Colts the head coach. And I sent messages while he was in rehab in, in, when he was in um, the oncology department when he was getting treated for his cancer. And so they heard about it and they had me sending these messages to this little girl. So she has an inoperable brain tumor. It's not going to change. And there is someone named Father Atkinson. I'm not Catholic. You and I have talked about this. But the Catholic faith believes that to become a saint, you have to do a miracle. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Father Atkinson grew up in Philadelphia and was a sled riding accident when he was a child. He's a quadriplegic. He's passed away. And they are trying to make him a saint and heal this little girl's tumor. So they're asking that this tumor be healed with intercessory of Christ and Father Atkinson. And I'm sending messages and this whole group of people are praying for her. Wayne got an MRI about a month ago and the doctor said, you know, it's not gone. But this tumor shrinking. Wow. And if you look that up, Lily for the World, get involved and pray for the Lily for the World. Get involved and do it. They've got me involved, and I send her a little motivational, inspirational, miracle message once a day for her family, and they get together before she goes to sleep and listen to Kevin Elko's message. <laughs> so I believe they happen all the time, but wow. you need to have faith. You have to know something bigger is being yeah. stirred. Hey, look, look, do you know? Um, when you look inside different galaxies, when you look inside it, I was reading where there's one galaxy, not the Milky Way, but there's a second one you can look right into. 
Armada. Seven, the star, the sun is a star. Inside that galaxy, Armada, if I'm saying it right, is seven trillion suns. Seven oh. trillion. Wow. You can't even imagine. That's the point. Our minds are limited. Yeah. And we cannot, you said it, we cannot imagine. Yeah. Our brains are limited in what we can believe and pull in. But the creator, there's so much bigger, it's infinite. And if we can grasp that and try, we can only try to get in the mindset of the creator where you can create, someone has created a higher being, God, seven trillion sons. We can't even grasp what the sun is. Right. But there's a creation of seven trillion. Yeah. It's so much bigger. Don't let your limited mind limit the miracle. Right. So you're actively involved in in miracles because you're you're trying to get a miracle for this this girl with prayer and encouragement. And so you're you're saying we should definitely believe in miracles. We should we should expect them and and pray for them. I think when there's a miracle, I personally think there's a couple things involved. I think first is every single time every time and I'm not trying to proselytize anybody any religion, Dino, but yeah. every time Christ healed somebody did a miracle, he said one thing. Do you know what it was? He said one thing every time. He never missed it. He said one thing every time. I should know, I should know this. Your faith healed you. He said it <laughs> okay. every time. They said, you healed me. So no, your faith healed you. Which says, if I don't go into this with faith, and sometimes when I jog, when I find myself without it, I just pray and says, please remove this skeptical spirit from me. I want faith. And so I really believe you have to choose it. And so faith is I believe in spite of the evidence. I watch the evidence change. So yeah. I've got a guy who lives by me. His name's Lee Ford, right? Lee, our yard's touch. He gets hit. <clears throat> He's walking across the street. We're here in Pittsburgh in Mount Washington. A car hits him. They give him an hour to live, gave him a week to live. Gave him, uh, says he's going to live, he's be quadriplegic. No, he's going to be okay. It was a long recovery, but he's 100%. I said, Lee, how'd you do it? He said, I believed in spite of the evidence. I watched the evidence change. You're not going to get one until you believe in spite of the evidence. And every time Christ healed somebody, he said, no, I couldn't have. He was saying, I really couldn't have done this if you didn't have faith. I didn't do it. Your faith. He basically put the onus on their faith. Right. So the, your faith creates the miracles. I believe, and not all people I think are in this camp. I also believe there's something else. If you watch the movie Breakthrough, which was a true story, this child drowned and um, was dead. And, they, and the mother, by faith, he came back. And they were going to take him off this ventilator and see if he would make it. There was 1,500 kids out in the parking lot praying. I think when a bunch of people are focused on something outside of them, bigger than them, I think that's another big component. This was in USA Today, where this boy was in the back of a truck in Texas, and they were pulling a wagon. They hit a bump. He flew up in the air, hit his head on the cement, 
and a wagon came and hit him on the head. He was dead for like 20 minutes. He was brain dead. No sign of life, nothing. So he's in a hospital for a week and um, a group of people from his church came in. They're getting ready to harvest his organs. This is day five of no sign of life. They're going to harvest his organs. This group from his church came in and said, we want to collectively pray for him um, before you harvest his organs. They pulled the, um, they pulled across the curtain. They prayed for him. He sat up. That was in USA Today. That was not, and you could still yeah. find it. It was in page five of USA Today. Yeah. So that was a real thing. It was thing. real. It wasn't so, just some... Yeah. You have a group of people praying for something. And um, when that happens, praying for something else, I think you get you have a group of people with faith praying for something bigger than them, all coming together for something bigger than them. I think now you're increasing the odds for the miracle to happen because it's something bigger than them. So you expect yeah. it. Everybody's coming together with energy focused. And I think you've got to get out of your midst people that don't. I think when you have a collective energy and everybody's going toward this faith thing, I think miracles happen. Yeah. Now you had a you recently had a, like a heart attack or something. Isn't wasn't there some miraculous recovery that you've you experienced with that? I, I forget what your story is. I had um, I've run sprints. I've run them every day. Things have changed, but I um I had a heart attack, a mild one, no damage. Um, they took me to Cleveland Clinic. And they told me I missed dying by two minutes. Wow. I came back and I just said, but they said, you have absolutely no damage. I said, what do I need to do? They said, go home and run sprints. So you didn't have to have surgery or, no. or no, I had. Now, they did put in a stint. Here's what they said. They said, from your jogging, you developed arteries around the blockage, but they did put in a stint. But they said, go home and sprint. Do it. Live full. Yeah. I changed my diet. I'm a vegan now. I eat nothing with a mother, I eat nothing with a face at all. <laughs> I run sprints every day and I try to meditate. I've taken no cholesterol. It just, and it's genetic. It just runs in my family. Yeah. But, you know, the miracle of it really, here, here was what happened miraculous there. I was supposed to be on a flight headed to Florida. My assistant, who's the best ever, made a mistake and the car was late picking me up and I missed the flight. If I was on that flight, I'd had full cardiac arrest in the air on a Southwest airline head to oh. Florida. I would never have made it. Wow. So you knew to go to the, you, you started having chest pains or? When the car pulled up late is the minute I had them. And I told him, go ahead, drive away. I'm going to go to the emergency room. So you knew. I knew. And I went serious. in, they called the ambulance. And yeah, I knew at that point I was having pains. It came fast. I had nothing before. Wow. That's but if she wouldn't have made that mistake, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah, that's amazing. So why, why you know, sometimes people get a miracle when lots of people are praying for it. Sometimes people do not. I mean, why, why does one get the miracle? Why does one not? I mean, it's a big, big question that was in the middle of the movie Breakthrough. I, was, I watched the movie I Still Believe this weekend where – you know, um, this musician, well-known, prayed for his wife to be healed. And she was. Cancer was gone. Then it came back and she passed. And I don't know. I really don't know that. I just think that 
God has a plan. And I don't know that miracles are always about us. I think it's about something bigger than us. But quite frankly, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying that people don't get the miracle lack faith because, you know, there was a person in Pittsburgh when I was a kid, Catherine Coleman had a show, I Believe in Miracles, and she was asked this all the time. Yeah. She goes, I don't know. I don't know why people get them and people don't. I think faith is in the middle of it. When you look at a blind Bartimaeus and the men and the women that were healed of so many different things, the children in scripture. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know. Yeah. And it's something that could be heartbreaking when we lose someone or the miracle doesn't come our way. Do I think they come? Yes. Do I think that we could like sw- flip a switch and manifest them on the spot? I don't know. I have not had that. I guess there are people that do have the what they call the gift of fish and loaves. But, you know, you know, you talked about how an angel came and, and grabbed you as you were falling and your mother said that happened. Right. I don't know why some children have fallen and the angel did not come. Yeah, that's true. I don't have those answers and heartbreaking. I wish that it, that weren't so yeah. because, you know, there are some people that do not get those and are bitter. Right, right. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> No, it's a challenge. But I believe in them, and I believe they happen, and I think they happen so much more often, and we can do them so much more often if we put into place the things like, you know, unlimited faith, love, everyone focused towards something bigger than them, they happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, those are some great stories, (laughs) uh, Kevin. I really, so you can find out more about Dr. Elko at DrElko.com. And thanks a lot for being on the show. Um, I'll let you know when it's when it's up. I think it's pretty cool. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> we need miracles. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Thank you. If you have a miracle story, call in and leave a message. 412-446-0330 or visit MiracleHotline.com. The more proof witnesses, and evidence you have, the better. If your story is compelling enough, we will play it on the podcast, and we may even interview you. The Miracle Hotline podcast is sponsored by Imagine Audio and Media for all of your audio and video production, voiceovers, and CD and DVD duplication. Visit imagineaudiomedia.com. This has been the Miracle Hotline podcast. My name is Dino Pandolfo. Please give us a call at 412-446-0330 with your miracle story or visit miraclehotline.com. Thanks for listening and please call in 412-446-0330.